Hey everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well today. So last night I had this amazing meeting. Every Sunday night I do this um, this webinar about stress reduction, and, and it's evolved so much over the last, I've been doing it now for, gosh, it's close to a year now. It's like at least eight or nine months now, and um, and every you know, couple of we every couple of months or a few weeks or whatever, I, I kind of update it and I it evolves and it becomes so powerful. And so I know a lot of people who are looking at this video are on my mailing list. And so if you you know if you checked out the the uh, webinar before, you might want to check it out again actually because a lot's changed with it in, in a very very positive way. And if you haven't or if anybody's looking on, at this on social media and wants to be on my mailing list and wants to join the webinar, just hit me up. Let me know and I. I'll send you the link. Uh, generally, you can find it on Eventbrite, but I can just send you the link too. It's 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 really quite powerful. And so so a lot of the so there's a few people anyway on this who are seeing this video today uh, who are getting my emails for the first time. So when you join my webinar, you kind of automatically get on my email list and you start seeing these emails uh, after that. And so so last night for those of you you know the people who were on the call and for everyone else too, you know I kind of like to uh, on Mondays I like to kind of uh, get into a little basics, you know, kind of um, you know. Kinda <laughs> review a little bit of the basics here. And so what I wanted to talk today about is the wandering mind. Okay, now this is really, really important. Now, first of all, before I go any further, okay, there are two kinds of wandering minds or two kinds of mind wandering. We should have different names for them, right? So, so as I sit here in my backyard and I gaze up at the clouds and I allow my mind to just kind of wander off and, and, and just see where my thoughts flow and what happens, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that kind of wandering mind. That's actually very positive to do, at least from time to time, you know, to just sort of unintentionally just release your mind, let it flow, see what comes from that. And oftentimes what comes from that is going to be very creative uh, ideas and, and creative solutions to maybe problems that you've been dealing with. You know, in fact, most of the, the big thinkers of, of the world of, in, in uh, human history, like Einstein and, you know, Louis Pasteur and all these amazing people who have come up with these things, you know, these, these principles and ideas that we, we follow for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, they, they've all done this, you know, they've all said that like, okay, when, when I can just kind of let go, like I go for a swim or I go sit on the beach and that's where the answers come to me, you know? And so, so there's nothing wrong with doing that. Okay. So I want to be very, very clear with this. Okay. That is never a bad thing to do. Right. Oh, I shouldn't say never, okay? To, to allow your mind to wander sometimes is not helpful, right? And sometimes it can be actually pretty, uh, it, it can be pretty um, damaging in a way, right? But to intentionally allow your mind to just, you know, intentionally, unintentionally, just allow yourself to, uh, to, to just, you know, go, meaning intentionally that, that you're going to sit down, you're going to say, okay, for the next hour or whatever, I'm just going to sit here and let my mind wander, okay? But not intentionally, you know, think about anything specifically, right? So that's what I mean by intentionally, unintentionally. Um, but, but that's the thing, like that is a positive mind wandering, right? Here's the difference between that and a negative mind wandering or, or an unhelpful mind wandering, I should say. Um, because neither of them are to be judged, right? And that's something else that we'll get into <laughs> as we talk to each other uh, in these videos. And if you work with me, you'll understand about, you know, non-judging. But so, so the, the damaging effect of, of mind wandering, right? Let's say you're sitting, you're standing at the sink and you're washing dishes, 
Right. And, you know, you just had a great meal and, and, you know, the kids are now, you know, if you have kids, they're doing whatever they're doing and you don't get this big, you know, stack of dishes, you know, maybe you're feeling tired, you don't really want to do it, or maybe everything's good and you're fine with doing the dishes. That really doesn't matter. The idea is that most of us, right, and when I say most, I mean like 99 point something percent of us, right, are going to stand there at the dishes and we're going to, you know, wash the dishes, you know, in an automatic way, right? Because of course we've washed dishes, you know, some of us have been doing it since we were little kids, you know, some of us like me had to learn it a little later on in life. Uh, there's a couple of friends who might be watching this, <laughs> former roommates of mine who might laugh at that one. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact of the matter is that you've done dishes, you know, enough times that you don't have to think about doing the dishes, right? Whether that's just kind of rinsing them and putting them in the dishwasher or you're, you're actually scrubbing them and you're, you're, you know, kind of dripping them dry and putting them in a rack or, or drying them and putting them in the cabinet, whatever it is, it's a very mundane and, and kind of thoughtless practice, right? Something you don't have to pay attention to because you've done it a million times, right? And there's lots of different um, activities like this. In fact, 95% of our activities are like this, right? Where you just don't have to think about it. So the question then becomes, what are you thinking about while you're doing that, right? Because, and, and I'll get to that in a second. So, so what are you thinking about? Most people, 99 point something percent, maybe 99.999% of us, right? Most people are thinking about anything but the dishes that we're doing, right? We might be thinking about a meeting that we have tomorrow. You know, maybe it's Sunday night and tomorrow's Monday morning and we're thinking with dread on all the stuff that we have to do for work, you know, or or maybe we're thinking about it's a holiday. So, you know, we get to go to a pool party or, you know, obviously not during uh, coronavirus and COVID-19, but but perhaps, you know, there's, there's you know, a birthday party. Like my, my wife just took my kids to a birthday party today, a socially distant, uh, six feet apart, you know, kind of lawn party right there's many different things right like you could be thinking about virtually anything is the point you know you could be thinking about something in the past you could be thinking about like you know like doing the dishes and thinking about those roommates who used to razz me all the time that i never did the dishes you know um whatever it is that you're thinking about what you're doing is you're allowing your mind to wander off from the present moment Okay, now why is that a problem, right? Because most people would think like, well, you know, doing dishes is boring. Why would I want to sit here and think about doing the dishes? You know, there's a reason why I can do them automatically. And, and there's a reason why I want to because it's, it's, it's dead boring. You know, I don't want to sit here and just, you know, I want to put on music or I put on a podcast or maybe have a TV in the kitchen or I want to just think like let my mind wander and, and do the, the things I want to do. There's two things I want to share with you. Okay. And I know last night some of the people watching this heard a little bit of this last night during the during the webinar. But first thing, right? There are studies after studies after studies. Okay. I can name you three world class uh uh neuroscientists slash psychologists who have done significant studies on on this process, right, on, on what I'm talking about, okay? Um, the three that I'm thinking about right now are Daniel Goleman, uh, Dr. Daniel Siegel, and, uh, and Richie Davidson, right? All three of these world-renowned, uh, you know, minds in this field, right? And each one of them has a study that they will talk about, right, in which people were, were followed and people were monitored and people were, were asked questions about, you know, about number one, how present are they with what they're doing, right? And number two, 
how happy are they as they are not, or whether they are or not, right? And and overwhelmingly, right? Like like without doubt, right? Like just absolutely overwhelmingly, the people who reported being more present are the people who reported being more happy. Okay, and, and you're talking about like less than 50% of the people reported being, you know, present and happy, right? Um, the, Dan Siegel, Dr. Dan Siegel, the, the, uh, the um, uh, study that he, he uh, talked about during a, a seminar that I attended with him is uh, he, he said that, in fact, when, when people are in the shower, right, even thinking about something wildly positive, like a vacation in Hawaii, right, like one of the happiest times of their lives, right, thinking about that as opposed to thinking about what they're doing as they're in the shower, they're less happy than than if they were just thinking about what they were doing in the shower, okay, so even something very positive, so it doesn't have to be just the negative stuff that you get into, right, but, but that, and so that's number one, so, so, and, and the reason why that's important, right, is because when we are happy, right, we are not afraid, right? Like you can't be happy and afraid at the same time, right? So, so there's two different, uh, you know, two out of the three different branches of your autonomic nervous system are called the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system, okay? The sympathetic nervous system is associated with fight or flight, right? It's the, it's the stress response, right? It's, it's when cortisol and adrenaline and norepinephrine are coursing through your veins, your blood pressure is raised, your, your digestive system is shut down, your respiratory system, your heart rate, everything is just, you know, jacked up because you're you're in survival mode right it's fight or flight for a reason right or fight flight or freeze because that can also be something that makes you just stop you know um but it's the same process right and that's the sympathetic nervous system you can look at it as the accelerator of the body right the parasympathetic nervous system can be looked at the brakes right that it brings everything down and that is otherwise known the 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 fun little catchy saying for that is rest and digest right? So you're either fight or flight or you're rest and digest. If you're in fight or flight, the main emotions that you're going to feel as a result of what you're going through, right? As a result of the thoughts that got you into this, you know, into this body state and also the, the, the emotions that are going to be, um, you know, just associated with this, this sense of, 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 you know, survival mode, right? They're all going to go into a negative area, right? And they're going to go into a place of fear most often, right? So that's the first reason why this is very important, right? To, to, to be happy as opposed to, you know, not happy in presence, right? Because when you're happy, you can't be, you can't be in the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system at the same time. It's one or the other, right? And so when you're happy, when you're happy, <laughs> you're going to be in the parasympathetic nervous system, right? But when you're afraid, you're going to be in the sympathetic nervous system, which is the stress response again, right? So that's the first reason why this is so important, right? To, to, to be present and, and how happiness comes when we're present, right? The second reason this is so important and the second reason why the wandering mind can be so, you know, so perilous for us, right? Is that as human beings, right, we are wired, our brains are wired to see the negative aspects in our lives, okay? And there's a very good reason for this, okay? It's part, again, of our survival technique, our survival mode of our bodies, right? Because when we're, if we think about the negative things in our lives, right, those are the ones that are likely to hurt us, 
right? The positive things in our life, you know, how beautiful the weather is. Like, like right now there's a dark cloud, right? So that dark cloud could create rain on me, right? But the clear blue sky over there, that's not going to create rain. That's going to be very pleasant, right? So, so that's how our brains work, right? And it, it's, we're, we're always looking out for the negative and we're always looking out for the danger in our lives because our brain you know, knows that by looking out for the negative, there's more chance that we're going to stay alive. And that's all your brain really cares about at the end of the day. As much as much activity as your brain does, the one thing that it really cares about is just keeping you alive. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it works, you know. And so, so and this is very true. This is a, a, a neuroscientific and psychological reality, okay, that we all have this, what we call a negativity bias, right, which makes us see the negative more than the positive. In fact, it's like a three-to-one ratio, according to a world-renowned psychologist named uh, Barbara Fredrickson, right, that, that we have a three-to-one ratio, that we are going to feel uh, three times, we need three times more positive emotions and positive thoughts to outweigh the, the one, every single negative one in order to create like a, a resilient tipping point in our mind, right? So that's a real thing, right? And so, so when our mind wanders, Right now, once in a while, sure, it will wander to a Hawaii vacation, right? Or it will wander to how awesome life is, right? But that's, you know, probably on a one to three ratio, right? So meaning three times as many as, as often, your mind is going to wander. And my mind too, and everyone else's mind is going to wander to things that are negative, right? And when we wander to things that are negative, that's when we're going to start thinking about, okay, what's wrong with my life? And as I think about what's wrong with my life, I start feeling, I'll, I'll give you one guess at the emotion that I'm going to start feeling eventually from, from thinking about the things that are wrong in my life. Fear, right? And once I start feeling fear, that's when stress is going to creep in. That's when I'm going to enter that sympathetic nervous system and I'm going to start feeling yucky. I'm going to start feeling <laughs> it's not going to be healthy for me. I'm not going to have the, the brain function to, to creatively solve my problems and to navigate myself through life in a, a positive and thriving way. And it's just not good for me, right? And so, so this, is the re- this is the second re- reason why the wandering mind is so dangerous or so perilous to us, right? And so how do we fix it, Art? (laughs) Tell me that, you know, it's fine to tell me how wrong everything is, but how do we fix it? It's very, very simple, okay? We simply pay attention to what it is we're doing as we're doing it. Okay, so, so in other words, as you're standing at the dishes, as boring and mundane as it feels to be washing dishes, right? If you pay attention to the fact that you're washing dishes, okay, feel your, your feet on the floor in front of the sink, right? Feel the dishes in your hand. Feel the, 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 the you know, food kind of rub off the, the plate as you're rubbing it with a sponge, right? Listen to the, the clinking and clanking and different water sounds that are happening. You know, pay attention to those things. Pay attention to the aromas, you know. Um, pay attention to, uh, to, to what it looks like. You know, watch the dishes go from like a pile of dishes down to nothing. Notice that, that you've got, you know, nothing but the silverware left, you know, like notice these things, pay attention to it as a moment to moment unfolding of this event, doing that while you're doing the dishes, while you're taking a shower, while you're folding laundry, while you're brushing your teeth, while you're driving to work, while you're walking from your desk to the water cooler, while you're doing all the things in life that you don't pay attention to normally, pay attention to those. Okay. And the more you can do that, 
right? And the more you can feel the reward of doing those, which is the, the happiness that you're going to start feeling and the, and, the, and the, you know, physical and mental and emotional well-being that you're going to start feeling, now it's going to start becoming a habit, right? And once it becomes a habit, it's part of an automatic behavior and you don't have to worry about it anymore. You can just put it aside. You'll never have to think about it. You will just start automatically paying attention to those things, right? And as you do that, you, the amount of times that you get into the stress response, into that sympathetic nervous system are going to come down and down and down and down to the point where it's very rare, to the point where it's only when it's appropriate, right? Like when you hear a screeching tire as you're driving, you know, you, you know you're, you're going to hit the brakes before you even think about what's going on, right? That's where the stress response belongs. That's what, what the stress response is helping you with. And that will be the, the exclusive use of the stress response for your body once you get into these habits. So if you'd like some, some very simple hints and help to get into these habits, to do these practices in a way that's going to develop the habits, hit me up with a comment. Okay, send me a direct message, reply to this email, wherever you're looking at this, get in touch with me, let's talk, okay? The, these, these practices are much simpler than you might think, much more simple than you might think, and, uh, and it, it doesn't take that much time to develop habit, like 30 to 60 days, all right? So thanks for listening. Welcome to my new members of the mailing list, and, um, and thank you everyone who's watching this in all the different platforms in which I send it. Really appreciate the comments that come back. I really appreciate the messages. Thank you very much, and uh, I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.